The Grace Chaser Podcast is a weekly show designed to uplift and inspire. You'll slow down, tune in, and nourish your mind, body, and soul. If you want to break cycles, change the rules, and heal the past, this is the show for you. Are you overwhelmed? Exhausted? Do you feel like you've lost your light? Or maybe you're just too busy taking care of everyone else that you don't even know how you feel or what you need. Through self-love, spirituality, sisterhood, and moon magic, you'll emerge from exhausted to empowered. Tune in each week as the Grace Chaser podcast reflects on navigating the journey of the day-in, day-out practice of staying in the light. Let's create the space for transformation and healing with a little magic sprinkled along the way. Welcome, Grace Chasers. Your host, Casey Marandino, here today. Thank you for joining me. So right now, we are in the weaning phase of the lunar cycle. The weaning phase has become a special time for me. Well, the whole moon phase is a special time for me. But this is the release portion of the core four. As the moon wanes, she moves into darkness and she releases her shadows. At the time of this recording, we are in the balsamic phase, which is the absolute last phase of the lunar cycle. The waning phase itself is right after the full moon and it consists of um, three phases. So it's the disseminating moon, the last quarter moon, and then the balsamic moon. So right now, as of Tuesday... I think today is the 16th, June 16, 2020. It is the balsamic phase. So in this phase, this is where we reflect back on the whole lunar cycle. This is a time to detach from the world. It is a time to rest, a time to be alone, to contemplate and to prepare for a new beginning. It's the perfect time to reconnect with the divine and with your higher self. And also your true purpose. So this is where you want to close the cycle before we begin a new one. So since the balsamic phase is the last phase before the new moon, this is where we want to reflect. So we've released up until now, and this is where we want to reflect, maybe do a little bit more releasing. And we want to turn in and get really quiet. So we think about this past cycle, the past, you know, 29 days or 28 and a half days, and we begin to celebrate the flow of life and everything that has come to pass. And we think about where was their flow? So what felt good in the past month? And then think about what felt forced? What didn't you like? What can you change? Think about what you've learned, what's happened, what hasn't. You can come back to your new moon intentions, evaluate maybe how things have changed, how you've taken action, and then you can consider how you want to get reorganized for this next new moon. So this is when I really start to amp up my self-care. This is where I get clear And I look at myself, my patterns, and I start to do a little bit of shadow work and see, 
am I really living in alignment? Am I really embodying all that I want to be? And then I make adjustments. So in this celebration of the balsamic moon, I thought we'd talk about some spiritually sacred self-love rituals today. And no, this is not your bubble baths and shopping trips, although those can definitely have their place in our world, in our lives especially now. But this is a little bit deeper than that. So the first thing is to be – there's 10 of them. Ten, Actually, I think there's 11. There's 11 that I'll guide you through. And even if you were to start implementing one of these right now, I think you would feel really good. So the first one is to begin each morning with love and gratitude, not your Facebook feed or your inbox. So how many of you are guilty of reaching for your phone first thing in the morning, checking your inbox and your Facebook and, you know, already being sucked into that social media world? I am guilty of this myself and I can sense the vibration of my body change when I do this. I can feel myself, my vibration literally lowering. And yet I still do it to myself. Like it really takes a conscious effort for me to not do that, especially since my phone is my alarm clock. However, I did get another alarm clock in the room. It's an essential oil diffuser, but I don't use it the same way. Like it's just so easy to set on your phone and you're used to the noises. So For me, it's actually a very conscious effort to not look at my phone first thing in the morning. What I do instead is I begin to do a little bit of breath work, a little bit of self-reiki. I'll take one hand and place it on my heart and one hand and place it on my belly. And I'll just breathe in and breathe out. And I'll just soak in this feeling of love and gratitude for waking up to another day around the sun. This really sets the tone for my day. I soak in this feeling of love and gratitude for all that I have and no matter what's going on, like this is where I start my day from this vibration. And then I get up and I go wash my face and, you know, get dressed and that sort of thing. But when I start with love and gratitude, it really shifts the tone as opposed to scrolling for a half hour. So try that tomorrow morning and let me know what you think. The next thing is to release negative self-talk and to embrace positive affirmations. So this is one that when I work with my clients, I get really serious about. We have to stop the negative self-talk. Refuse to criticize yourself. Accept yourself exactly as you are right now. And to do that, sometimes we have to embrace the power of affirmations. So we almost have to start to rewire our brain because we're so stuck in the negative talk that we have to literally start over. So you can take a few moments and think about your talents, your beauty or your brilliance, your strengths, what lights you up, And then make them into affirmations as reminders for yourself. Like, I am strong. I am beautiful. I am calm. Change the background on your phone to this. Like, or put a beautiful photo up of, you know, yourself in a a moment where you felt such joy. 
to remind yourself to come back there. You can also set alarms on your phone with your affirmations throughout the day. So when I used to work in an office and I was struggling with, um, you know, either the loss of the miscarriage or just whatever, you know, daily things that we struggle with as women, I would just have a reminder go off like every few hours, like I am strong, I am vibrant, I am abundant. Those are my three words that I always say. And having that go off every hour on my phone shifted my vibration, which I know I tell you guys this all the time, but that is really key. So I'd love to know a positive affirmation that you can start using right away and how you're going to release the negative self-talk. The third thing is super fun, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but it's stop saying yes to shit you hate. Now, quarantine has made this probably pretty easy for some of us where we haven't had all of the obligations and, you know, the different social things or professional things to kind of keep at us. We've had a time to kind of close down or, and turn in and maybe see what we want to commit to going forward. But I really think it's important to make a commitment to yourself to start implementing this practice, to become conscious of your choices. And every time you're given a choice, ask yourself, does this choice honor me? Is this a yes in my body? So like I'm a very very feelings-oriented girl, so I need to feel whether it's a yes or a no in my body. So Before I commit to a teaching event or to a social gathering, I like get quiet and I ask myself like, should I do this? And I'll be able to tell pretty quickly if I should or I shouldn't. But so that's only the first part of it. The second part is actually committing to yourself to not participate in the activities that are a no for you and that bring you down and maybe drain your energy. Doing this will definitely bring less stress, anxiety, and procrastination because you're going to only be doing things that you want to do. Granted, there are some things that we don't want to do that we have to do, but you kind of, you get the idea. Um, The fourth thing here is to take care of your physical body. So this can be whatever works for you. Find little ways to nourish and care for your physical body. So this could be where your Epsom salt baths come in, or maybe it's um, dry brushing. This can be going for a walk, physical movement. So finding something you love to do exercise-wise, and then do it every day. Once you start taking care of your body, your body will be good to you. You'll feel energized. You'll feel more like yourself. You'll be more into doing things. And you'll find that the more that you honor your body, the more that you can strengthen that connection with yourself, with your intuition, and with your personal you know, sense of power. The fifth thing is to surrender. So this is letting go of the need to know it all, to have it all, and to be it all. To just kind of slow down and enjoy the ride. To forgive yourself when you slip up 
and know that life is unfolding exactly the way it is meant to. Most of the time, the universe has a much bigger plan for us than we can imagine. We just have to get out of the way. Number six is to spend time alone. So this is hanging out with yourself, um, learning to get comfortable with who you are. This one may be hard, but it's so worth it. Get Get to know yourself. Let there be periods where you're bored. You know, go for a walk alone. Explore a new part of town. Carving out some me time, even if it's just, you know, like I do these days, is locking myself in the bathroom for a little while, taking a bath, doing a mask, listening to a podcast, you know, or now that um, Giada's kind of back in school, going for a ride, you know, going to the store, just allowing some downtime for you to really get to know yourself. The seventh thing is um, taken from one of my mentors, Gabby Bernstein, which is she talks about sleep being a spiritual practice. So we all know the feeling of not getting enough sleep. (laughs) Although, you know, coffee can be an amazing start to your morning, I feel like starting a ritual around your sleep habits can change your life. So making sleep a spiritual practice for me was life-changing. So I commit to going to bed early. I'm most likely in bed by 9 o'clock. You know, if not, usually I'm asleep by 9.30. 10 o'clock is pushing it. I always set my phone on do not disturb because I do have friends and family that will text me later or, you know, social media or emails. I don't want to hear any of that when I'm sleeping. I want to just be focused on sleeping. And I'll do like a nice mask. I'll do my face routine. I'll put some essential oils on my feet and in the diffuser. Maybe we'll watch a little show, you know, now that Tony isn't traveling as much. Or I'll read a book. I try not to be on my phone late at night, although I'm human and that does happen. Um, I also like to really write a lot at night. So that's been a nice ritual for me. But making this a priority making sleep a priority, so like getting room darkening shades, whatever it is that you need to feel comfortable, a fan, sound machines, like we listen to the rain on Amazon, like one of the sleep channels, and it totally sets you up for a good night of sleep, making sure the temperature is right. And then once you have a good night of sleep, your morning will be so much better. It'll be so much more magical and you'll be able to start your day with the energy that you want that you want to bring to it. The next thing is to work on personal and spiritual development. So this is pretty big. And if you're already a member of the Grace Chaser community, you know that I'm always encouraging you to work on your personal and your spiritual development. You need to be willing to grow and allow your soul to be fulfilled. Take that class you've always wanted to take. Read a book about a topic that intrigues you. Leave the job you hate. Move to a new city. Embrace your journey and never stop learning or trying to better yourself. Investing in yourself is the best investment you can make. I make it a personal, 
you know, goal of mine to take at least three to four courses or trainings that are going to develop me personally or spiritually or professionally a year. So not only do I teach these things, but I find it, I need to be at them myself. I need to be going to retreats as well as leading them. I need to be going to healing sessions more than I'm giving them because I need to keep my own body, you know, in check and my own healing is my number one priority. So my personal and spiritual development comes first and this allows me to be a better teacher, a better mom, a better friend. Because my soul is fulfilled and I'm willing to grow. So we all know those people who are just kind of stuck or or we've been there. I've definitely been there. I know for me that taking part in these activities has really been a game changer for myself. So the ninth spiritually sacred self-love ritual is to evaluate what you're feeding yourself. So yes, in the actual sense of nourishment – which is another part of the the moon phase, but on a soul level. So think about all of the negative posts that you read on social media, perhaps it's the depressing shows that you binge watch, or maybe it's the toxic relationships in your life. It's time to start cutting this stuff out and to reevaluate, you know, what gets into your sacred space, literally, you know, Um, I'm sure there's a few adjustments we all could make in this category. Uh, The 10th thing is to be present. The only moment that we know for sure and that is promised is the current one. So often we are either living in the past or the future or we're living on our phones or multitasking or just rushing through our days. Put your attention on the present moment and be at peace. If it's one thing, one silver lining I've learned from quarantine is that I wasn't living in the present moment. I was rushing. I was rushing to get G to school. I was rushing to work out. I was rushing to go to the food store. I was rushing to get Pitchy up from school, see a client, you know, go to dance, go to swim, see a friend, go to this birthday party, go to that uncle's house you know, get the house clean, straighten up the yard. And there was never any time for fun. There was never any, you know, because it wasn't scheduled. So I feel like during quarantine, we had some time where, you know, we didn't have to be anywhere. So I could play with Giada. Like we got to slow down and build blocks and snuggle and sleep late. And, you know, part of me, loved every second of that. And the other part of me was like, I need my routine back. So I think going forward, it'll be trying to find a nice balance. Um, you know, I think that's the trick, the trick to life all the time is, is finding that, that balance. And then the 11th sacred ritual is working on your own energy and your own vibration So one of my favorite ways to do that is to lay down and to place a crystal on my third eye and to allow its energy to kind of wash over me, to heal me, to calm me, whatever it is that I'm looking for in that moment, I pick a crystal to match that vibration. 
And then I allow myself to just kind of simply be, to take up space and I'll breathe and I'll do a little self-reiki and a little, you know, guided meditation, maybe a visualization in my brain, or I'll just try to like let the outside noise go away and just kind of drop in. Maybe do legs up the wall or, you know, put a pillow under your knees to kind of let the body restore and let the blood flow and oxygen kind of come back to all of your organs, nourishing yourself and just sinking into stillness. And I do this daily now. And this is something that I think is the biggest takeaway of not only this moon phase, but this episode is even if you don't have a crystal on hand, you don't need it. Your own energy is enough to recalibrate your body. So you can just simply find a quiet space to lay down and rub your hands together. Feel that energetic current between your hands as you slowly move them apart and back together. And then place place your hands on the part of your body that might need a little love or might need a little energy or calmness. And allow yourself to receive, to sink into stillness and to receive from yourself. It's huge. So finding that, you know, time and that space to work on yourself is so important during this phase of the moon cycle because we're getting ready to begin a new phase, a new cycle. So we want to make sure that the old is, you know, we reflect back on it and we see what worked and what didn't. How can we make changes? And then we want to make sure that we're feeling good, that our vibration is where we want it to be. That way when we start planting those seeds of intention and we start dreaming up those visions next week with the new moon, we're in the right vibration for it. So try one of these spiritually sacred self-love rituals and let me know what you think. You can screenshot um, a picture of this episode and tag me on social media or you know, send me a DM or an email. I'd love to hear what you thought and what worked for you. Thanks, Grace Chasers. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for allowing me to share space with you. Namaste. Thank you for joining me this week on the Grace Chaser podcast. Are you a Grace Chaser? A Grace Chaser is an inspired woman engaged in the daily pursuit of beauty, compassion, and strength. Through her daily practice of tuning into inner grace, she achieves a deep inner peace that nourishes her mind, her body, and her soul. If that sounds like you, or if you would like it to sound like you, I'd love for you to check me out on Instagram at Casey underscore Marandino, or you can find me on Facebook. We have a tribe on there, Grace Chasers Group. Or you can check me out on my website, CaseyMarandino.com, and there's links for all of those places on my website. And I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed to catch every new episode, and if you'd like to leave me a review, so I can continue bringing you fresh new content 
I look forward to seeing you next week. Namaste.